2. Reinforce Germans after a 40 hours renewed attack on November 11th. The defenders, however, held out in the outskirts of the town, and could not be dislodged. The post is not part of the Allied main line, but rather of value as a bridgehead over the river. The French naval officer who sent the photographs shown above was one of the defenders until he had to withdraw wounded. When he was there Dixmude had been defended by 6,000 French sailors, reinforced at the end of October by 1,500 Algerian soldiers. The Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914-19 One of War's Little Ironies finds illustration in our photograph. A great conflict such as that now being waged is full of contrasts, grins, pathetic, sometimes not without a suggestion of humor, that the German Marine should be told off in a pretty rural district to round up cattle for food for the German troops is a case in point. The sleek and shapely kind which these sturdy fellows are commandeering plod peacefully along in happy ignorance of the fact that they are prisoners of war being led to their doom by unarmed guard. If it were not for the significance of the weapons borne by the marines, the scene would be as purely pastoral as that immortalized by Gray. It suggests the lowing herd with a difference. Photo. My photo press. 20 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. Illustration. The attack on the Pegasus by the Konigsberg, now imprisoned, transshipping wounded to the hospital ship J.S. Seelen. The Pegasus, an old and small cruiser, was attacked and disabled by the German cruiser Konigsberg, recently trapped by the Chatham in an East African river. A modern ship of larger size and much heavier metal. At daybreak on September 20th, while anchored in Zanzibar Harbor to clean boilers, the Konigsberg stole up during the night sheltered behind an island off the shore and, easily outranging the guns of the Pegasus, shelled her helpless opponent. After that the German ship drew off, leaving the Pegasus in a sinking condition and with 26 men killed and 53 wounded. Our photograph, which has just been received here, shows the Pegasus wounded being transshipped to the Union Castle liner, Gascon, serving as a hospital ship to take the injured to the Cape. The Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914-21 Illustration, The Duel of the Armed Liners, The Shattered Bridge of the Carmenia After Her Victory Over the Captiarafalgar, The Armed Liner, Carmania, In Her Hour and a Half's Fight of September 14th with the German Armed Liner, Captrafalgar, Was Hit by 73 of Her Opponent's Shells, The Splinters Making, It Is Stated, Some 380 Holes All Over the Vessel, Offering so large a target to gunfire as did the Carmania, a ship of great length. Standing 60 feet out of the water she was saved from suffering more damage by the seamanship of Captain Noel Grant, R. and her captain, who kept her end on to the enemy. Our photograph of the navigating bridge of the Carmania, with the engine room telegraphs wrecked and fragments of metal strewn about, will give an idea of what those on board went through. It has just reached this country. Photo. My Farringdon Company 20 to the Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Illustration, the German science of Orson, incendiary discs carried by the Kaiser's soldiers a specimen before and during ignition. It is clear that the German incendiary outrages in Belgium and France were premeditated, and German scientists devised special apparatus for setting fire to buildings. Our informant, who bought some incendiary discs from a German soldier near Antwerp, states that every man carries 20 bags, each containing about 300 discs. Mr. Bertram Blount, the analyst, found the discs consist of nitrocellulose, or gun cotton. They may be lit, even when wet, 
with a match or cigarette end, and burn for 11 or 12 seconds, emitting a strong 5-inch flame, and entirely consuming themselves. The Germans throw them a light into houses. The photographs show one a bag of discs as supplied to German soldiers, two a disc burning, and three a disc. Actual size, before being used, the Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914-23 illustration, Black Mariah's little brother, one of the German 15 CNDI heavy position guns in the act of firing. The German heavy batteries of position are for the most part armed with the 15 centimeters or 6 inch howitzer, throwing a shell of 90 pounds with an approximate range of 66-50 yards. The howitzer type of mobile heavy gun is much favored for defensive work in both the German and the Austrian armies. The howitzer is capable of elevation up to 65 degrees the idea of this high elevation being, it is stated, to obtain a steep angle of descent for the shells at comparatively short ranges, in combination with a high remaining velocity so as to ensure the penetration of overhead cover. These howitzers are also employed in siege and fortress defense warfare. They have been used along the aim positions as auxiliaries to the giant Krupp siege howitzers. 24 The Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914. Illustration. Charging on foot with the lance, then call lancers attack German trenches. From the painting by Arcade Woodville. Left half cavalry engaged in the Belgian frontier battles are fighting in all sorts of ways, repeatedly. For example, as infantrymen in the trenches, on occasion, also, they have even charged on foot, with bayonet or with their lances. The lifeguards, according to a letter from the front, charged the German trenches the other day with bayonets. A squadron of French dragoons dismounted and crept through a wood on foot, surprising a German infantry company and overpowering them in close quarter fight with lances and club carbines. With the Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914-25 Illustration, charging on foot with the lance, then call lancers attack German trenches. From the painting by Arcade Woodville, right half lances. Also, as our illustration shows, some of our Bengal cavalry, in action on foot, on October 24th, at Ramskapal, near the Isar, recaptured the village from the Germans, dismounting nearby, they charged the enemy lance in hand, driving him from his trenches, following up their success, they then forced their way into the village, smashing in doors and windows and storming house after house in spite of fierce resistance until, assisted by other troops, they forced the enemy out, capturing guns and many prisoners. The action was particularly notable. 26 The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Who gives quickly gives twice. That paraphrase of one of Napoleon's war maxims in regard to the conferring of distinctions won in battle as speedily as possible after the event, has been adopted by the nations engaged in the world war. Recommendations for the VC have been announced as having been laid before our authorities. Many grants of the DSO and DCM have already been guaranteed, and our French allies had awarded the Legion of Honor to several officers and men. Our first photograph shows a French general publicly bestowing the accolade on a newly made Chevalier of the Legion of Honor. Our second shows a German commander adorning a German officer with one of the innumerable iron crosses the Kaiser is sending round. Photos. By Afiri. The Illustrated War News. November 18th. 1914-27 illustration, a hollow square of wreckage, the remains of a German motor transport convoy grouped round the soldier's grave. There is something gruesomely appropriate in this photograph of the wreckage of a destroyed German motor transport wagon train, 
or convoy, grouped in a sort of hollow square about the graves of the officers and men involved in the destruction of their charge. The place is in the Argonne district, the tract of rough country, between the sources of the Aisne and the Meuse, through which the high road from Paris to Verdun passes. How catastrophe befell this particular German convoy we can guess. More than one of the enemy's transport trains, moving in this part of the country, are recorded to have fallen victims to long-range bombardments by the French artillery as the result of aeroplane reconnoitring activity photo. By Afiri, 28 The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Like his father and brothers, Prince Fritz, the Kaiser's second son, has received the Iron Cross. It has not been made known over here how the prince won it. Our illustration, reproducing a picture from a German paper, may solve the difficulty, says the legend. The prince seized the drum of a fallen soldier and led his troops, beating the charge. One of the curious fictions about England now going round in Germany is one that Sir John Jellicoe's fleet keeps in hiding lest it should meet the German fleet. German warships, indeed, scour the North Sea at all hours to give the Grand Fleet battle. Our illustration, from a serious painting published in a German paper, shows them at it. The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914 29 illustration, telling the tale in Germany. A German battle picture showing Prince Heinrich of Bavaria leading a cavalry assault. Early in the war, the Kaiser commissioned various painters to produce battle pictures of German prowess. The Royal House of Bavaria has apparently followed suit. More recently the Kaiser expressed a wish that the British might meet the Bavarians, just once, and his wish was gratified. In depicting a Bavarian cavalry fight with French dragoons, the Bavarian artist naturally represents the enemy as going down like nine pins. Prince Heinrich, who figures in the drawing, is the only son of the late Prince Francis Joseph of Bavaria, first cousin of Prince Ruprecht, the Bavarian crown prince who recently exhorted his troops to conquer our most hated foe. He also highly extolled the Bavarian cavalry, who, he said, had fought with the greatest fearlessness and extraordinary dash. 30 The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Illustration, Germany's eastern stronghold which suffered the fate of Liege and Antwerp, men of the German garrison at Tiesingtau. It is said that the German garrison at Tiesingtau which surrendered to the Japanese and British on November 7, included five battalions of infantry, five battalions of marine artillery, one battalion of mechanics, and about 2,500 reservists. After the surrender of the garrison a number of German soldiers are said to have escaped in native boats, but were recaptured. The defenses were under naval control. Tiasinkla was strongly fortified and had about 600 crude guns of various caliber. The photographs show men of the 3rd Sea Battalion, one on the march in Diasinkau, two and three entrenched with a machine gun. Our correspondent states that the photographs were taken since the siege began, otherwise the dark band round the helmet covers might be taken for a maneuver's badge. The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914-31 Illustration, some of the 2,500 Germans captured at Diasinkau, men of the 3rd Sea Battalion with a machine gun during the siege. At midnight on November 6, seven hours before the German garrison of Tiasinkau surrendered, the central fort was captured by the Japanese, who took 200 prisoners. The Germans had made great efforts to repair their batteries, but the shell fire from the Japanese guns was too heavy. After the central fort had fallen the Japanese captured at the point of the bayonet other forts and the strong field works connecting them. 
it was stated that some 2300 German prisoners were taken when Diasinkau surrendered. The German garrison, it is said, included four companies of seamen gunners, an equal force of marines, some cavalry and field gunners, and a company of sappers. Probably the garrison increased after the war began, as Germans from all parts of China gathered at Tiasinkau for protection. 30 to the Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Illustration, a Zeppelin brought down, remains of one of the much-discussed German airships hit and destroyed near Bielefjordi. Considering the amount of discussion not to say, in some quarters, apprehension to which the Zeppelins have given rise, singularly little has been heard of them so far during the war, and, apart from the Antwerp exploits, they have done practically no damage. On the other hand, several have been destroyed, the number has been variously estimated from 2 to 6. 1 said to be the Italy 10 was brought down in October at Granvilliers, 10 miles from Belfort. Our photographs show, one debris of the shattered framework, and two wreckage of the cars. Another Zeppelin was destroyed in October by the fire of Russian batteries near Warsaw, and its broken remains were taken to Petrograd to be examined. The British air raid on Dusseldorf also accounted for one or possibly two. The Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914-33 illustration, British soldiers a escaped dwellers, the underground, shellproof quarters of, a certain Highland regiment, at the front, the ground occupied by the British troops on the banks of the Aisne consisted, in many places, of steep hillsides or cliffs penetrated like a rabbit warren with the workings of old stone quarries, the officer who sends us the above interesting sketch writes, this cave afforded shelter both from rain and Jack Johnson's for several weeks to, a certain Highland regiment. The cave consisted of three long passages capable of holding a whole battalion. It had two entrances, one of which is shown in the sketch. It was dark and dirty, but with plenty of straw on the ground it made a fairly comfortable refuge. The sketch shows the part of the cave occupied by the officers and headquarters. Facsimile sketch by a British officer. 34 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. Illustration. Men of the Gallant Army and Navy of Japan, who captured Tiasinkau, Japanese troops landing in Laoshan Bay. After the fall of Tiasinkau on November 7, the Admiralty cabled to the Japanese Minister of Marine, the Board of Admiralty send their heartiest congratulations to the Gallant Army and Navy of Japan on the prosperous and brilliant issue of the operations which have resulted in the fall of Tiasinkau. The Japanese began the blockade on August 27, occupying some neighboring islands as a base. Mine sweeping was the first task, and then, on September 18th, the Japanese troops landed safely at Laoshan Bay. They fought with great valor and suffered considerable losses. Their casualties up to November 6th were given as 200 killed and 878 wounded. In the final assault they had 14 officers wounded and 426 men killed and wounded. The number of Germans captured was 2300. Photo. My CN. The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914-35 Illustration, watched with interest by their gallant Japanese comrades, British troops landed to see how operate against Tiasinkau. In his telegram to the Japanese Minister of War after the capture of Tiasinkau, Lord Kitchener said, Please accept my warmest congratulations on the success of the operations against Tiasinkau. Will you be so kind as to express my felicitations to the Japanese forces engaged? The British Army is proud to have been associated with its gallant Japanese comrades in this enterprise. The British force, under Brigadier General and Barnardiston, 
commanding the forces in North China, landed in Laoshan Bay on September 24. Some Indian troops also took part in the fighting. The Emperor of Japan sent a message to the British force saying that he deeply appreciates the brilliant deeds of the British Army and Navy Company operating with the Japanese. Photo. By CM36 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. Illustration. The chief German commerce raider destroyed, where the Indian met her fate, the cruiser, and her captain. Our first photograph shows where the Indian met her fate after landing a party to destroy the wireless station the pole of which is seen to the left center of the photograph. The Cocos Group are a British possession, and lie in the Indian Ocean, southwest of Sumatra. Our second photograph shows the Emden, whose depredations have cost nearly two and a quarter million sterling. She was a light cruiser of 3350 tons and 25 knot speed, carrying 1041-inch guns. Captain Carl von Mueller, the Emden's captain who carried out his enterprises with a fine spirit of chivalry and daring which we acknowledge, was a native of Blankenburg, in Brunswick, and was formerly a captain in the Hansa line. He is a prisoner, and wounded, and keeps his sword. The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914-37 Illustration, The Destruction of the Indian and the Bottling Up of the Koenigsberg, HMAS, Sydney and HMS, Chatham. HMS, Sydney, Number 1 caught the commerce raiding, Emden, that Keeling Cocos Island and forced a sharp action upon her, with the result that the German ship was driven ashore and burnt. The, Chatham, Number 2 found the, Koenigsberg, the ship, it will be recalled, which attacked the, Pegasus, hiding in shoal water up the Rufiji River, German East Africa, with part of her crew entrenched on the banks, unable to get at her. She bottled up the Koenigsberg by sinking colliers in the only navigable channel. The Sydney is a light cruiser of 5,600 tons. Launched, as was the Chatham, in 1911. The Chatham was practically a sister ship of the Sydney, but rather smaller, displacing 5,400 tons. The Emden was of 3,650 tons. The Koenigsberg displaced 3,400 tons. Photos, by Simmons, 38 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914, in this quarter, says eyewitness of the fighting near April on October 29, we experienced, the action of the Menenwerfer, or trench mortar, this piece, though light enough to be wheeled by two men, throws a shell weighing 187 pounds, the spherical shell has a loose stem which is loaded into the bore and drops out in flight, it ranges about 350 yards at 45 degrees elevation. The shell is a thin-walled mine shell containing a large charge and is intended to act with explosive effect, not splinter effect. The diagram on the left shows one of the shells and its stem in their most up-to-date form. In the center is the trench mortar its wheels off with a shell in place. Below this are three shells without their stems. On the right is a shell and its stem. The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914-39 Illustration, where anti-aircraft guns are not German machine guns on temporary mountings, for use against warplanes, the Germans, according to paragraphs from their newspapers reprinted here, sneer at the way London is guarding against hostile aircraft by mounting quick-firing guns and searchlights and putting out many street lamps, they are doing much the same themselves, however, in the cities nearest their western frontier, at Cologne, ever since August, there has been constant nervousness as to possible air raids, and searchlights from elevated points in the city had swept the sky nightly, and machine guns had been set up on tall buildings, 
at Dusseldorf when our airmen destroyed a Zeppelin. The aviators were fired at by machine guns from all over the city. Our illustration shows German machine guns in temporary use as anti-aircraft guns. Photo. My photo press. 40 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. Illustration. French colonial troops whose dark complexions make them invisible in night attacks. S.E.N.E.G.A.L.E.S.E. on the defensive at P.R.V.Y.S.E. Among the French colonial troops, the Senegalis have done excellent work, both on the Aisne and, more recently, in Belgium. Our photograph was taken near Pervisay, a village on the railway between Dixmunde and Nieuport, which has been the scene of many fierce encounters. In the Battle of the Aisne, when much night fighting took place, the Senegalis, it was reported, whose dark complexions rendered their faces less visible, proved very full, and showed extraordinary daring. A favorite ruse was to send them forward at night, and when they had crawled near to the German lines, to turn powerful searchlights on the enemy, who, blinded by the glare, could not see whence the attack came. The Senegalis would then charge with the bayonet photo, by newspaper illustrations, the Illustrated War News, November 18th. 1914-41 martial law was officially proclaimed by the British authorities in Egypt on November 2nd, as the first and immediate result of the outbreak of hostilities with Turkey, for some time before that, however, the authorities had been taking precautionary measures in consequence of the ubiquity and restless activity of the horde of German secret agents and spies known to be busily at work, seeking to spread sedition and disaffection among the natives to prevent the transmission of military and other intelligence to Constantinople by their emissaries. Severe restrictions have had to be imposed along the land frontiers and in particular at ports such as Alexandria, Port Said and Suez on all persons entering or leaving the country. All passports and credentials are subjected to a close scrutiny. Photo. My CN40 to the Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. On Sunday. November 15. That brave soldier Albert King of the Belgians was 39, and a solemn mass was celebrated at Westminster Cathedral. Cardinal Bourne assisted at the service, and the ceremonial was of a most impressive and ornate character. Gorgeous vestments, beautiful music, and the gleam of many lights combining to make it out ensemble that suggested some great occasion of national thanksgiving. As, indeed, it was, scarlet and green were the brilliant color notes of the function. The celebrant of the mass was manager Canon Moise, other dignitaries taking part in the service. Amongst the congregation were the children of the King of the Belgians Prince Leopold, Duke de Brabant, Prince Charles, Comte de Flander, and Princess Marie Jose, of all of whom we give portraits. Photo. My CN. The Illustrated War News. November 18th. 1914-43 The Kin recently presented the white goat shown in the above photograph to the 7th Battalion Reserve Royal Welsh Fusiliers, who, since they were raised, have been in training at Newtown, Montgomeryshire. The Welsh Fusiliers had always had a white goat as a mascot, drawn from the famous herd of Cashmere goats which also supplied the King's gift. The animal given by His Majesty to the new battalion was taken from Windsor to Newtown under escort and was received at the station by two men of the 7th Royal Welsh Fusiliers, who stood with fixed bayonets. On the left in the photograph are Lady Magdalene Herbert, sister of the Earl of Poise, and the Earl's young daughter, Lady Hermione Herbert. On the right are Captains J. H. Eddy and Oswald Davies. Photo. By Griffiths. 44 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. 
Illustration, six German shells to every French soldier, shrapnel and high explosive bombs bursting in the open, a panoramic photograph taken during a battle in the Argonne. Left half nothing could give a better idea of shell fire than the remarkable photograph here reproduced. It is a panoramic view of a German artillery bombardment of advancing infantry, and was taken in three sections, well within a hundred and fifty yards of some of the bursting shells. The locality of the battle is in the Argonne country between the Upper Aisne and the Meuse, where the French are having continuous and stiff fighting. Men of the French infantry keeping under cover in one of their advanced trenches are seen in the left foreground of the picture. The object of the actual fighting on the occasion was to keep apart the 3rd German army as it fell back towards prepared positions near the Meuse and a force of reinforcing troops coming up from the direction of Metz, to impede the persistent advance of our corps. The Illustrated War News November 18, 1914-45 Illustration, 6 German shells to every French soldier, shrapnel and high explosive bombs bursting in the open, a panoramic photograph taken during a battle in the Argonne, right half writes a French correspondent on the spot, the enemy resisted vigorously and with his heavy artillery, he treated us to shells with a veritable prodigality, but without causing us very serious losses, in the forward movement, led by the infantry regiment on an important position that had to be taken. Practically every soldier engaged was saluted by six shells. There was, though, no shyness among our men. They laughed and joked with one another as they quitted the trenches to move forward over the open. By the evening the enemy's position had been taken. Both ordinary shrapnel and high-explosive 15cm shells from the German heavy position batteries of howitzers, which weapons the Germans prefer for such work, although they also use guns of the same caliber are seen bursting in front of the French troops. 46 The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914. Newport has been badly damaged by the German bombardment, and it is said that half the houses in it appear to have been struck by shells, yet that it has not been so utterly ruined as some of the surrounding villages. The worst loss as regards buildings at Newport has been the destruction of the church, which, as many photographs show well, has been almost completely demolished. It was a fine specimen of one of the few stone churches found in that part of the country, with 12th century Gothic windows. The walls and pillars stand bare, the roof has gone, and half the tower, whose bells lie buried on the ground amid the wreckage. Desultory fighting continued at Nyapur after the main German attack shifted south to Ypres. Photo. By CN. The Illustrated War News. November 18th. 1914-47 The inhabitants of those parts of France and Belgium which are still groaning under the German incubus are greatly to be pitied, beyond the terrible agony inflicted by the invaders upon defenseless populations, in the form of executions and house burnings and various forms of outrage. There is a great mass of less drastic but still intolerable misery to be borne by those unfortunate householders who are compelled to house and feed the soldiers of the enemy. Some idea of the nature of the infliction to which they are subjected can be gathered from such a drawing as that here reproduced. It shows some officers of the motor corps of the 19th German Army Corps asleep in a house upon which they have been billeted. The drawing is by a German artist. 48 The Illustrated War News. November 18, 1914. Much hard fighting on the Isar and elsewhere in West Flanders has fallen to the lot of the French Blue Jackets of the Naval Brigade a strong force of whom were brought up from Brest to reinforce the Belgians in their defensive battles near the coast after the retreat from Antwerp, attacking side by side with the British. They retook Ypres on October 13th, and after that held Dixmude for weeks. The Kaiser, 
according to an American who was recently permitted to visit the imperial headquarters in a small city, on the Meuse, is a good deal altered in his appearance. He wears a dirty green-gray uniform, and has an intense earnestness of expression that seemed to mirror the sternness of the times. He lives in a little red brick house such as one would rent in a London suburb for L50. The Illustrated War News, November 18, 1914 I reliable fur coats at special prices, designed and made by our own workers perfect shapes. Reliable skins, new model fur full fur new model new fur set, new moleskin coat and seal coat as fur coat, as sketch, set, as musquash, and sketch, in a sketch, in natural sketch, exact copy of good seal in natural skunk, worked worked in exclusive musquash, musquash from dark from full French model, made from worked from selected skins, selected line with reliable reliable recommended British rich French skins, line skins, with for hardware, skins, brocade, with new striped hands and special price, special hands and chiffon skunk collar stole, 1912 price, skunk collar, taffeta silk, and handsome jeans, muff, stole, 69.6 special price price 1312 belt at bath. 12 1 to jeans, muff, 45 6, 29 jeans, jeans, actual price 16 1 to 29 jeans, the 5 jeans, the actual value value, jeans, actual set, actual set, actual 40 jeans, 10 1 to jeans, value 25 jeans, value, 39 jeans, value 8 jeans, to Benham and Freebud.